Who you trying to get crazy with this, see? Don't you know I'm loco? Now we're rolling. Damage Plan MMA Podcast. I'm Jason. As always, my co-host, the voice of MMA in Utah, Mr. Zach Partridge. What up, dog? I'm, I still got I got my hoodie on. I'm freaking freezing. I did ice bath this morning. <laughs> I'm cold as we, hell. We had a good laugh. Uh, did you see the video? Did I send you the video of Gilbert Burns getting in the yeah. tube? I sent that to Cole Faust, too, and we, we got a good laugh out of that. So we... Um, so those of you that listen to the podcast already know the new ones. I do a conditioning camp, fight camp conditioning class where I'm in there and I'm not 20 years old anymore. And I'm in there with these guys and I feel great. Like I'm not making excuses. I'm in good shape. Like I I feel good. I can hang until I get home. And then I'm like, shit, man, my legs are <laughs> like, but yeah, man, Dude, those ice baths are a game changer, man. I like them. I, I liked it when I did it. I just, Yeah. We had a, uh, the we first have a, 45 seconds. This sucks. We have a new guy that, um, joined this camp last week. We started a new eight weeks. Um, Ahmed, I don't know Ahmed's last name. He's fought locally. Yeah, um, we were friends quiet, r- real, real quiet guy. Um, today was his first ice bath <laughs> and you know how some people you watch him, you like, look at Gilbert Burns, how long it took him to get in. Right. Ahmed Kareem. I, yeah. He just freaking jumps in. He just jumps in like it's nothing and just sits there. I mean, it didn't even look like he was breathing hard. I'm like, what is up with this guy, man? <laughs> hard. Oh, anyways, it was it was a uh, yeah fun day, sprint day, and so I'm sitting in here in my hoodie. I have my hey, heater under the desk going. You know what it is, right? What have you ever met somebody from the Middle East that's not tough? No. They're all tough. It's just the way they grow up. I think it's like Russians, right? Like like, they just grow up harder. So it's like, oh, ice water, like this ain't nothing. You know, we have a guy from Iraq or Afghanistan, a guy from Afghanistan that trains at our our gym and uh, love him. Like he's he's a great dude to be around and we love having him at the gym. But man, like when we roll, he just, it's just, they're serious. It's different, you know? And when when we spar, it's like, yeah. There's no light sparring with this dude. You know what I mean? He's throwing everything to hurt. It's funny because I, well, obviously that's there's none of that in that because it's a conditioning class. But I I, I watch everybody because I want to see how everybody's performing and see what they're doing. Um, and he, he's very intense, very serious, very intense. Yeah, he ain't playing around. Um, yeah, no, he's. I mean, no, he's not at all. Um, anyways, shout out to all my Phoenix PI guys over there. Love you guys. Talking about not playing around, how intense is Kayla Harrison? <laughs> Bro, her walkout has to be one of the most scariest walkouts I've ever seen. I, I'm like, I quit. I'm like, I tap. You, I'm, I'm, I'm did walking you see out what of I cage. posted in the group? Oh yeah, I the can make a linebacker. She could start for the New York Jets right now. I honestly oh, yeah. believe that. Strong safety no, linebacker, just cracking people. I'm not. I bet. I mean, she's she's the different breed. Ooh, strong bro. safety, strong safety, that, strong that safety, just coming down the middle. Ed, like, Reed. Like Ed, like Reed, Ed Reed, Sean Reed, just, Taylor. Yeah. Sean Taylor, just leveling fools. Dude. She is, is she the baddest woman on the planet? I mean, yeah, I, I, think, I, I, I think, I, I think you have to give her that title. Just, I mean, here, here's the only hang up, right? But, We've never seen her against top tier competition. That's that, that's yeah. But the girl she fought last night was like a world-class kickboxer or Muay Thai champion or whatever. But She's a two-time Olympic gold medalist. Like, how is that not? I mean, if you're in a judo gold medalist, two-time Olympic judo gold medalist, you're a bad person. Yeah. Male or female, you, you're a bad what, person. What are you more interested in? Seeing her fight Cyborg 
in Bellator or Nunez in the UFC? Nunez in UFC all day long. So I don't care about Cyborg. She 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 mauls Cyborg. So here's the thing, though. The UFC hasn't been able to put together a decent 145 roster. Yeah. At least Bellator has, like, girls. That's a good point. So I'm like... Could, can Nunez... Would Nunez... How would Nunez look at 155, too? She's a big know. 145-er. And a gargantuan 135-er. She might not be big enough at 155. That's what I'm saying. Would New, would would Kayla have to try and cut some weight and come down? Oh, here we go on the Friday. Oh, we lost it. Did we lose the connection? There we go. Nope. I'm back. It's just it's just a typical Friday BS. Xfinity always oh, goes out yeah. on Friday at the office. I don't know why. If. But if um, but I'm just saying, can she shed a little bit of muscle and make 145? That's my question. Possibly, maybe. I mean, the fight that I really want to see that I know is not going to happen is Clarissa Shields and her. I I think it will happen eventually. I think I think they'll give Clarissa Shields enough cans to get her up to like six and oh seven and oh, and then be like, let's do it. And then Clarissa's just praying to whatever deity she believes in that she can catch her with her fast hands. I don't think it's going to matter. No. Clarissa Shields is so confident in her abilities and her athleticism, though. I think she 100% believes that she could beat Kayla Harrison, which that in itself makes it look fun. I mean, we were joking around last night. I (laughs) I sent you a screenshot last night. It was like, $700 $700 to win 35. Is it worth it? Easy is it a free $35? Of course you don't do that. Cause it's, it's, that's dumb, but it's like, cause like, what if she like rolls her ankle or something stupid, you know? Or yeah. Probably still wouldn't even mattered, but um, it's the, what impresses I'm zero me? shot. Like here, here's the thing here. Here's the bigger question. How big of a favorite is she over Amanda Nunez or Chris Cyborg? I think she'd be a bigger favorite over Chris Seibert. I don't know if she'd be favored over Nunez. She should be. How about that? I don't think you can go that far yet. <gasps> yet. I- Take all my money and put it on her then as an underdog. If she dropped down to 145, gosh, man, that'd be tough. I mean, from what we've seen of her, but Nunez is big. She's She's strong. bigger than me. When I weighed she's in a- at 170, she's bigger than me. She's a... Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt, so she's she's strong. I think she has the strength to possibly compete against her. I, I think she's the only one. I don't think there's I do think Clarissa Shields uh, Clarissa Shields is strong. Like she's she's she will have the strength there. Not but not she's not gonna have the the, nope. the positioning, the I the nope. fight IQ, the fight IQ well, to even, hang. Uh Fabian last night, I thought that I mean she's she's big. I mean, she's a big girl. She's yeah. what, six foot, six one at 155 yeah. pounds, 156 pounds. Like a big girl. that's a solid, that is a solid athletic world champion kickboxer that would cause a lot of damage to a lot of girls. And um yeah, I don't I don't know, man. It's uh what impresses you the most about with her? Um, how aggressive she is. 
and her violence. Yeah. She is not content to just get on top and like, and just kind of just stay safe or whatever. She's in there to inflict damage. And who, which who the only other that to? Amanda Khabib, Khabib gets on top oh, of people on the awesome. ground. Yeah. On the ground like that, like that just gets people and just, just destroys them. Khabib's more like methodical with it though. Like That's it's true. more of a yeah. like control yeah. first. I feel like she's just wants to punish girls. Like I, I mean, I've never seen, well, Gabby Garcia is also 210 pounds on all the juice. Dude. <laughs> her, oh. her male parts are bigger than all of ours. How all about of ours that? put together. How's that? I just, she's, it's, um, you know, she, she's violent and she's aggressive and she's a finisher. And you know what you're starting to see? And I don't know what it is, but it's like, who, who just did it? Uh, uh, Carla Sparza had some nasty ground and pound in her last fight. Tisha Torres is a lot more aggressive. Like, I think some of these girls are starting to learn like, Hey, my wrestling's cool and all, but like I can inflict damage too. And like, yeah. Oh, and that's the other thing you gotta remember. PFL doesn't allow elbows. I didn't think about that. I mean, you throw, so you throw that in the mix. So you throw that in the mix from her on the top. Like she's going to mess some girls faces up. <laughs> What do you think of her post-fight interviews? I, 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 I think it's great. a little cringe, yep. but I, I love the confidence. Here's the thing. Henry Cejudo's cringe because he says stupid stuff that'll never happen. Yeah. Hers are a little cringe, but all of it's very possible. I mean, she's marketing I love herself. She said about Cyborg. Can she make the weight? She's laughing. Of course she can make the weight. Was <laughs> she want a participation trophy? She ain't beating me. I'm like, okay. That's perfect. That's what she should be doing. She should be doing all that. I mean, they, you know, they keep showing Amanda Nunez, right? And they could play it off like they're teammates. I think they're friendly, but people, people don't mention enough. They quit trading together about a year and a half, two years yeah, ago. Yeah, they don't say, yeah, they don't mention that. Because <laughs> they train at the same gym, but they don't train at the same times because they know yeah. there's a very good chance their right, their paths are going to cross. I get it. Like they're friendly, they're cordial. But they're not friends. I mean, I, yeah, she's she's a different breed, man. I, we were talking about it this morning um, about how the females divisions they they don't have the depth yet. But it's I think they, in the next five to ten years, you're going to start to see the depth in those those women's divisions because it's just getting more popular. Um, more women are taking up the sport, and it, it's it's coming. It, it's, You're going to see it, a wave. It was, about, it was about 10 years. It was about 10 years behind the men, right? Yep. You know what Ronda Rousey was? She was the like Randy Couture type, right? Like yeah. that first one. And then it was like, now we're starting to see like Amanda Nunez is more like the BJ Penn type, right? Where the, the complete game. The complete, yeah. Right. And then, and then, or the, or, or the GSP type where you have that. And then, and so that's kind of that they're kind of in that phase of when it was the UFC was like the people love the heyday, right? Like the women are kind of going to be kind of like that, that Matt Hughes and GSP original GSP era, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's going to be kind of in, in that realm a little bit, give it another like five to 10 years. And those, the women will be, right where the men are now and 
And then in 10 years, you're going to, but here's the other thing. It's going to, it's going to accelerate because there are girls training right now at a young age. That'll be in the UFC in 10 years. And then you're Dagestan. Dagestan. You know, you know, who's, who's the next like female type. That's like a, like a Cole Faust, right? That's that's been doing it since they were little, like those girls are training. You're starting to see some of them kind of come up right now with the, the McKinsey Derns, Macy Barba, Alexa Grasso. Yeah, but see, but they're, they're still a little bit one dimensional. Like McKenzie's striking is getting better, but it's not an elite level striking by any means. Her jujitsu is world-class, but you, you know what I mean? It's like, it's they're they're they have a dominant aspect of their game and then the rest of their game is trying to play catch up and yeah. they're smart that's where ronda rousey failed is is she was so she dominant was... in one aspect and but she never worried about really leveling up and catching up or had the wrong coaches or whatever went sideways there yeah but um like you know but yeah these these girls they're they're coming and there's some there there's some good ones but you're going to start getting some really athletic girls in the sport and it's it's going to be scary but give it like 10 years um i see i but, see i think so but the i what what's curious what's what's very curious for me with with her is um really like she's in a kind of a tough predicament cuz there's nobody in PFL that can even give her a fight yeah is, Clarissa I mean, Shields is never going to give her a fight. Clarissa Shields no. could go to do to go do judo and everything for the next five years, and she'd never be able to even no sniff within ten levels of Kayla Harrison, right? So it's like, well, what's left for her to accomplish? The only way she loses, I said this on my TikTok today. The only way she loses, she gets bored. She does get some celebrity and gets distracted and and loses focus, which is, I think that's was ultimately Ronda Rousey's downfall or three. She just, she does it long enough that she gets old and, and she starts getting old and her skills start to old enough that her skills diminish a little bit and strength diminishes a little bit. And she gets, gets beat by a young hungry lion. That's it. I'm going to go with the latter. I I don't, I don't think the fame's going to, deter a two-time gold medalist like i I just yeah it could i'm not saying it couldn't i just but here but yeah i I mean you never know like you never know i mean it's you never know because like she's just barely starting to get recognition yeah like she's a two-time olympic gold medalist nobody knew who she was until two years ago well she wasn't as she wasn't as outspoken I, i didn't some i didn't i see saw something where she said after she won her gold medal that she didn't like all the all the talk in the in yeah, MMA. She doesn't, does and now and now, but now she's doing it. Now she's doing she it because wa- she wants the money. She wants yeah, exactly. To get paid. She's building. She's building her brand. And good for her. And that's why you say like, do you, you ask me like, do you like the cringe or whatever? I'm like, yeah, go get your money. You're making yourself her, relevant. Good yeah, for, good for her. her. I mean, you know, you're making yourself. You're making yourself money. Like I said, like I didn't mind Henry Cejudo's cringe while he was fighting. I just wanted to go away. Why he's not? Yeah. I, I mean, it's pretty impressive when you got people. And she's not overly disrespectful. No, no, it's, it's. She's speaking very matter of fact. What's pretty cool about it is, is it's on ESPN and she's headlining the card. I mean, I, I'm staying up past my bedtime to watch her fight. Like she's, she's legit. Which is like eight. And she's bringing, and she's bringing eyeballs to it. People want to see her demolish people. I'd like to see her in a fight. We, we were busy. We were doing stuff last night. Uh, 
my me and my wife and we had family stuff. I went to jujitsu last night and all that type of stuff. I didn't even turn the PFL on until Kayla Harrison was on last night. Yeah. I mean, I'll probably go catch, I'll probably go catch the replay on some fights, but like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that was the one I'm like, okay, Kayla Harrison's on. Cool. That was like, really the, yeah, it was really the only one I cared about. I mean, I watched the, the two that were from sure extreme couture. Fans. Yeah. I watched the two, the girl she's fighting that Taylor girl. Um, she's yeah. with extreme couture. Um, that's a tough fight, man. It's a tough fight for her. She'll have her hands full for sure. Um, Hey, speaking of, uh, extreme couture, we got a little package in the mail today. Yeah, we you, re- did. you received the package up in the mail at our office. I'm down in Sandy. Zach's up in Kaysville. But huge shout-out needs to be we got done. Hats. We got contender. From Contender. Their apparel, the Contender apparel is so freaking slick. We got undies. Are, are, are those the Cobra Kai? Where's Cobra the Cobra Kai, Kai undies? Cobra, Cobra Kai, Kai undies. undies from the Contenders. We got shirts. Yeah, we got, we got, I got a whole box of stuff over we here. We got a That's whole crazy. box of stuff. Hey, Roman, shout out to Roman. Thank you so much for hooking it up and getting us laced up with some contender clothing. Uh, I will be repping it by Monday. I will be picked. I'll have it picked up for our Monday show. So, yeah, shout out to Roman and the contender clothing for hooking us up. Um, what else do we have to talk about before we break this card down? Do we have anything else? Um, Who's your Mount Rushmore of MMA? So oh, here, here's man. the big why thing. You put, I, why are you putting no, me on the spot? Here's the deal. Here's the deal. I keep saying, okay. hearing people talk about their Mount Rushmore in sports. And, and for me, it's like you have to have two Mount, Mount Rushmores. There's the Mount Rushmore that influenced the most in MMA. And yeah. then there's the Mount Rushmore like of like, these are the revered like greatest. Which one do I have to pick first? Because I'm I'm with you though. There's got to be like to me like guys like uh, Randy Couture, uh, Tito so, Ortiz. Yeah. Like these guys are on my like these guys and they you know they they set the bar right. They either either change the game, yeah, or like or like was a big reason why it leveled up. Yeah, but if you're going like fighting, like who I think is my top fighters. I, Jones is, is he's at the top of my list. He's on my see. I, I my my rule is uh, nobody that's failed the PED test. I see. My, I, there's there's mind. too much there. There's too much gray area because, for me on his because stuff. because yeah. There's enough greats that never had were involved with any of it. Yeah, but th- were they just smart enough? Was how was the testing back then? And I, I'm sorry, but I, there was some. There was guys on there. There was guys that were doing it. I, I know at that, at that level. And I don't we've think seen, I do. We've said this before with John Jones. If everybody's doing it, if everybody's doing it, how come he's had multiple like, oops, oops, oops. This is, this is my opinion. DC never had him. any issues. And DC got his ass whooped. And I don't think it would have mattered what John Jones was on. I don't, no, John Jones no. was high and drunk and beat him on two hours, two hours sleep and, and can mop him yeah. up. I just, here. I think skill wise, the PD stuff doesn't bother me. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think it influenced his skill level at, at all. I don't think it did anything. I really don't. I think he was just stupid and took it. I don't think it, I don't think it made a difference. Just my opinion. You don't kill the messenger. Um, no, that's Khab- fine. I'm just saying, did he take, did he, did he take steroids? Khabib's on my list. So I, yeah, he's, and, and just because of how 
dominant he was. You're going to say he didn't fight certain competition, blah, 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 whatever. No, no, no. The way he finished you, his career erases he, all that. You, nope. you, you cannot. And exactly. That was going to be my next point is you can't, you can't say that the way that he beat Gaethje and Poirier. Nobody's done that. Nobody. How many fights have those guys had? Poirier's over the 30 best, fights. Poirier had the best response ever. Yeah. If you could go back in there, what tool do you need to add to your belt to, to go into beat Khabib? He goes a pistol. It, that right <laughs> there should tell you all you need to know about yeah. that guy. That yeah. I mean, you're hearing it from a guy that is at the top of his game right now, and he's flat out saying, like, this guy's the legit. He's unbeatable. So those two on my list. Um, I'm going to throw Amanda Nunez up there too. Yep. Okay. I got to throw Amanda Nunez up there. So you have John. John. Khabib, Amanda, and who? I got to have GSP up there. And then GSP. I got to have GSP up there too. Okay. So yeah. those are your like four, like all time, like revered, like best ever. I, I mean, we're splitting hairs. You could, I mean, Val, uh, Valentina, obviously. Is, yeah. Like, it's pretty hard to put Valentina. Like, See, even though she's pound for pound for me, it's pretty hard to put yeah. Valentina over Amanda, where Amanda's on the two division. <laughs> Freaking she's, <jam. laughs> she's beat her twice. What? <laughs> Jeff's Mount Rushmore. <laughs> Jeff, I'd be surprised if you could. I'm I'd screaming. be surprised. I'd be surprised if you could if you could spell Mount Rushmore. If those are your hey, answers. I am. I, you know what I'm doing? I'm gonna clip this and post this for everybody to see. Jeff Prado Morales's Mount Rushmore of MMA. You're disgraced <laughs> to MMA. Who's 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 yours? Let's hear yours. So if you so if you if, so I'll go like if you go influence. Right, I'm like change the game or whatever. I'm going. Um, I'm going to start with Hoist Gracie. Okay, got it. Yeah. Right. I am going to go BJ Penn. I like that one. I am going to go. I wish I wish I could like do a tandem. I wish I could do like Chuck Liddell and Tito Ortiz, like that rivalry with it. But if I had. Maybe from that era, I, I go Randy Couture. See, bef- I think Tito was before those guys, though. Tito was popular, in my opinion, before those guys. That's why I, I think he kind of set the bar. Then those guys came in. That, that's okay. just my take on it. That's, fair. that's the way. I, that's the way I look at Tito Ortiz. T- to that's me, fair. Tito Ortiz was the guy that brought in the kind of the. He brought on a little bit of the swag and the the, the yeah. self promotion and the he you did. know the, the 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 beef with the Shamrocks and like. That that's why I picked. Yeah, I mean, he was the first bad boy of uh, the yeah. MMA world. Yeah, right? there you go. He was so, he was Conor McGregor before Conor McGregor. And then the last one, and I'll take all the hate in this, but I'm just saying straight influence and stuff. It's Conor. He, he hands down. He got he got he got fighters paid more. He put more eyeballs on it. He rose the value of the UFC. He's I mean, how many people have have copied his roadmap? There there everybody's doing it now, right? Yeah. So. When you're talking about that, but if you go about like all time greats, all time greats, I am going Randy Couture. Okay, I like first that. person, first person to be a two division. He won the light heavyweight and the heavyweight two time heavyweight championship. Yeah, title. Um, then I am going GSP. I am going. Uh, I'm going BJ Penn on that one as well. Okay, and then I'm going Khabib. I like it. I think I think that that's right. Oh, you know what? On the influencer one, you know who I'm putting in there instead of the Couture, whatever. Uh, Ronda Rousey. We don't have we don't that, have 
we don't have women's MMA without her, or it's definitely not where it is now. I agree. And my I, you, honorable, you have to have her. Yeah, she's on that. She has to be on that one. My other honorable mention for all-time greats is Anderson Silva, but he is another. Him and John Jones are the two that would be on there, but they both pop for something, so I'm leaving them off. Yeah. Can That's we have a PED me. list and a non-PED list? Okay, then if you go PED list, I'm taking Brock Lesnar. No, Overeem. Uberim. Give me, give me Uberim. <laughs> yeah, and it has to be Uberim. No, Uber Uberim John Jones. Uberim John Jones Anderson. And I don't I don't know. You know there's another good honorable mention is Jose Aldo. Yeah. There, he gets so left many. off that he gets left off that one too much. It's I mean, you could we could debate it all day long. There's so many different people. I don't know. It's kind of fun. Like I just saw it somebody posting that and I'm like, it depends what your qualification about Mount Rushmore is. What about Ken Shamrock or or no, he's, I mean, he sucks. He did kind of suck. Like I just like I go if anybody wants any insight in Ken Shamrock, go watch him on uh season two of The Ultimate Fighter. He's a garbage coach. He's horrible. And I mean, he should have stayed in the WWF. How about that? I liked yeah. him in the WWF when I was a kid, though. I thought he was awesome. Was he like the world's most dangerous man or something? Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Like, dude, you got your ass kicked when you're in the UFC. You weren't the world's most dangerous man. Oh, yeah. Didn't Tito punish him two time, two or three times? It was two, two or three times, wasn't it? At least it? two. Oh, yeah, Tito dude. busted him up. Yeah, Tito was. And Ken was could not back. handle it. Hey, back in the day, Tito was the man. He was the king of ground and pound. He really was. He was. Um, that was. You know, funny. he gets a lot of hate. And probably rightfully so. He's about to box. Um, he's about to box uh, Anderson. Anderson no, on Triller, bro. Anderson's okay. gonna piece him up. Get your money. I'm. I'm. What I find weird is, and, and Chelsona was talking about it too. Is he hasn't been 195 since they wrestled in college? Like they wrestled each other in college at 195, and he said Tito barely made weight. Who? Chael and Tito apparently oh, yeah. wrestled, and he was talked about it on his podcast. And he said they fought at 195. I want to say it was. I'm almost positive. Don't hold me to these. Um, he said he was struggling to make it back then. That was 20 years ago. I mean, props to him if he can get down to 195 because he's a big dude. He's six. He's six three. At 195, I'm like, shh, I'm five ten. 195. Yeah. He beat Ken Shamrock twice. El- both in the first round, finished him in the first first round both times, three times. Corner stoppage. Wow, yeah, crazy. Anyways, all right, are we doing? Yeah, uh- it's it's wild. It's it's wild. It's the wild west. The uh, this card is really interesting. It's going to be a fun card. I know people are looking at it and like, man, there's not very many big names on here, but. The co-main event is kind of like a little head scratcher on the co-main event with Clay Guida and Mark O. Madsen. Like, what? Okay, whatever. I'll take and it. Clay though. Clay Guida's earned everything that he gets. He is. Did a you treasure. see the, the burping thing? The burping thing on He's Instagram. A <laughs> I don't know why we send each other stuff all day long because it's like. Oh gosh! Like don't say that. Now I'm, I'm, here comes my wife. Here comes the comment from my wife. I'm sure my wife will be chiming in too. So, well, she's working, so she can't. Um, well, should we do this card real quick? Since we got a uh, podcast coming up in 30 minutes, we got two fighter spotlight podcasts coming up: Mason Moyes and then Carson Hardman. One o'clock and one thirty. 
Yep. Oh yeah. All right. Let's uh let's go ahead and start breaking this down. First up in the welterweight division, we have Ramiz Brahimaj against Sasha Palatnikov. Ramiz is eight and three. Man, it's it's been two weeks since we've done one of these, and I'm like, uh Ramiz is five foot ten, 73 inch reach. Against Sasha is six and three. He stands six foot one with a 72 and a half inch reach. What do you like of this one, Zach? Man, it's this one's actually really hard because um looking at it, uh Ramiz is I, I was leaning, leaning towards Ramiz just because of his experience and who he's fought. But then Sasha, Sasha freaking trains with our boy Chris Curtis and them down at Extreme. I know. And Sean Strickland and those guys. So I'm like, I know he's tough. I, Ramiz does train at Fort. I'm he has, with my he's gut. Been, he has been a syndicate, syndicate, hasn't he? Syndicate, That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I am going to go with my gut and Ramiz on this one, but this is a stay away from me. I don't have a great read, but I think that Ramiz should win. That might sway me a little bit. I kind of like Sasha going over there. I do too. I really do. This is probably a stay away from fight for me, but I'm going to go Sasha just to be different than this one. I, I mean, the it. odds are pretty much right on. I mean, it's flip a coin. Yeah. Next up, we have Roosevelt Roberts versus Ignacio Bahamondes Bahamadas. Uh, Roosevelt is 10 and two stands six foot two and has a 73 inch reach huge for the 155. You know, who's bigger Ignacio. He is 11 and four. He stands six foot three and he has a 75 and a half inch reach in the, in the lightweight I, division. I know. And I really actually wanted to pick Ignacio, uh, in this, be, but Roberts really his downfall is getting submissive submitted and Inacio doesn't have one win by submission. And so if it stays yeah. on its feet, I think Roosevelt Roberts wins this fight. If it stays on its feet. Yep. See, there it is. Um, I love you, babe. Uh, you know, but I, I, I think it stays on the feet and I think Robert Roberts gets a decision victory here. This is another one that I'm undecided on, and I'm going to go the opposite way just to be different than you, Zach, on the podcast. That's this may be the first podcast that the first two fights we've disagreed on. It's possible. Um, next up, we have William Knight facing Fabio Sherant. William Knight is nine and two. He stands five foot ten with a seventy-three inch reach. Fabio is seven and two. He stands six foot one with a seventy-six inch reach. Fabio, that's our boy uh, Garrett, right? The fight analysis isn't isn't hasn't he been on his podcast before? I believe so. Pretty sure um, he is. I mean, he's I think pretty he good is. on social media. He has a pretty good TikTok. The Water Buffalo. He's pretty funny. Um, so I have a kind of a weird. I don't know if it's a weird take on this. I don't think William Knight's that great. I think he's big uh, and strong. I and concur. I think Fabio Shaw. I think he actually has more skills. He might not be as muscular and physically looks like a killer, but I think he has more skills on the stand-up and he has more experience like in his amateur as an amateur fighter, even has a Muay Thai fight in there. Um, I don't really think you're going to see them wrestling with each other too much. Um, but this is a weird one at 205 where I could actually very see it going to a decision 
And I, I just, I, I think Sherat has really good value here at plus one forty. He, his first fight in the UFC, he lost via arm triangle to Alonzo Menfield. Alonzo Menfield is a pretty rough, short notice UFC debut fight. Yeah, very. So rough. I really don't hold that against him a whole lot. But I believe he was the two hundred five champ for LFA before that, and um, and he has submissions too. And he has submissions, and he's well rounded. Um, I, I actually think that. Uh, that Fabio Schrant is the more well-rounded fighter here. And at plus 140, I'm going to take that. Let's cash that dog ticket. That's Garrett, that's we're dog. riding with your boy, Garrett. Yeah. We're ride with your boy, brother. All right. Next up, we have Bay Malecki against Josan Nunez. So, <laughs> I never mind. I won't say it, but freaking – I listened to Jay Lynch's podcast where he had to make a point of what Bay does for a living outside of MMA. You guys can Google it, figure it out yourselves. Is she in the adult entertainment industry? <laughs> She's in the OnlyFans industry. Wow. That's going away. So <laughs> it is going away. What are these girls going to do, man? And guys. There's guys on there too. I don't know. I'm going to get on it's- there and start selling feet pics before they go away. You're gross. I think that's what I'm going to do. You're gross. No. Cash it. You know, you know, you know, the move is, as I've said this before, um, only fans should become for like athletes and stuff like that, or a platform for like fighters to interact with their, or hello, a podcast. If you have like special, like a special interview, say if we were going to get a really, really big guest on, maybe we don't go live with it and we let people pay $3. We could listen to us. We could change the game. You, you know what I mean? I don't know. I mean, I don't know if people would really pay for it, but I think like, like if you're a fighter, if I was a, if I was an up and coming fighter that had like a good, um, good following, I would, I would do like training videos and stuff on only, I don't know, or like Q and A's or whatever. Bullshit. Bullshit. Like, Sheree, I'm pretty sure he's talking about <laughs> taking pictures of your feet. Just so you know, because <laughs> ain't oh, nobody man. paying to see those or mine for that no. matter. No. Anyways, anyways, no, that's that is a great that would be. I think that's what it was designed to, and then it turned into um, women entertaining lonely men. Strip clubs closing down because of it, too. Is that what happened? That strip clubs are sinking their teeth into OnlyFans and saying, You guys need to fix this. Yes, we're gonna go, we're going under. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, it's a sad world we live in. Um, Bay, uh, Malecki, I, um, here, here's all you need to know. Now, Nunez has the better record, um, but most of the girls she fought coming up, um, she does have two really good wins, but the other wins are all against girls with losing records. Um, here's the other thing. One's 5'9 and one's 5'2. I know that like size isn't everything, but a seven-inch reach advantage That's from a girl huge. like Bay Malecki who has a really good striking background She's good, good traditional like Muay Thai kickboxing and stuff. And I'm like, if she's prof- if she's really proficient in that, and it's just gonna be throwing bombs like and, and keeping her away with kicks and stuff. I just, I'm like, how does she not just cruise to a unanimous decision victory by just outpointing her by staying on the outside? I That's think what she I makes think. it look. Pretty, yeah, I think I, she makes it look pretty easy. Bad news, Barbie. And I just said striking gets it done. That was, that, I concur. Yeah. I will concur on that one. Like Next that. up, yeah. we have Brian Boom Kelleher. He is fighting Domingo 
Pilarte, son of fire. Uh, Kelleher is 22 and 12. He stands five foot six, has a 64 inch reach. Pilarte is eight and two. He stands six foot tall with a 74 inch reach. What do you like in this one? Brian Boom. Back in. Didn't he just fight this not too long ago? He did. He fought Ricky Simone back in February. Yeah. Yep. So here's the thing. I like I Pilar. He has a lot of tools, right? Did I say that right? Pilarte, yes. Pilar, 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 I don't know what it is. He has a lot of tools. He's a very good fighter. Is is he good enough to beat somebody like Brown Brian Callagher? Possibly. One, he's not very active. Don't like that. Brian Callagher's activity is, I think, is a big advantage. One and two, Callagher is sneaky everywhere. He has good stand-up. He has sneaky submissions, um, and he just has way more experience in there. I just, I everything. This is one where it's like it, it looks like, hey, maybe for an upset, but then everything I think is just in Callagher's favor to just. I, I think he either submits him or or grinds out, uses his wrestling and grinds out a decision. I uh are we agreeing again? You calling Kelleher? Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm all over Kelleher on this one. I like Kelleher too. He kind of made a name for himself last year with fighting so much, took a lot of short notice fights. Um this fight, he's actually his last fight he was at 145. He's dropping down to 135 at this fight. I like that because that just means he's gonna be in better shape than he was for those short notice fights. Kelleher, cash it. Let's do it. Absolutely. <clears throat> um next up we got Luis Saldana against Austin Lingo. Luis is 15 and 6. He stands 5 foot 11 with a 73 inch reach. Lingo is 8 and 1. He stands 5 foot 10 with a 70 inch reach. Man, Fortis has got a lot of guys on this card. There's a Fortis card. It is a Fortis card, isn't it? Yeah. Where are they where are they Oh, they're in Nevada. Like where are they fighting at? What's your take it's, on um, this? Apex. Apex. That's right. Fighting. Apex, yeah. that's right. Um this one for me is a total coin flip. Flip a coin. Uh, don't know. Give me the plus money on a on a coin flip. I'll take Austin Lingo. That's who I'm going to pick. <clears throat> I think it's a really close competitive fight. I agree. And just for that reason, you know, I always go with the plus money. If you're betting, take the plus money. But as my pick, I'm going to pick Luis. Okay. Just because of that. If I'm betting it, I always go, you know, on those coin flip flights, I always will take the plus money. I do like that Saldana has a win over... Um, Vince Murdoch uh, in the Contender Series, and then he's got that win against Jordan Griffin four months ago. Uh, next yeah. up, we have oh man, this fight's going to be banger. Alexandra Pantoja against uh, Brandon Royval. Pantoja, the Cannibal, twenty three and five. He stands five foot five with a sixty eight inch reach. Royval is twelve and five. He stands five foot nine with a seventy and a half inch reach. This one should be a good one. <clears throat> So are they, are they really, doing Roy? Are they doing Roy Val wrong here by putting him dirty? <laughs> like, dirty. hey, you just lost your last fight to Brandon Moreno, uh, shoulder injury, right? So like he, think, he did get hurt. So here, you ready for this? Yeah. Go look at Davison Figueroa's topology. Uh, Figueroa, yeah. Who has he lost to? Well, he's lost to. What did he lose to? Did he lose to Pantoja? No, he lost to Formiga, Formiga and Moreno. Right? Those yep. that's it. Yep. I think Pantoja 
I I actually so if Cody so Cody Carbrand's coming down to flyweight, and I know he's trying to go for the belt, and that's he's got to figure stuff out with Kai Car France first. I think the fight to make is Pantoja versus Defigus Endeavor, Figgy versus Pantoja to see who the number one number one contender is. If Figgy really thinks that he deserves a third match with Moreno, because Pantoja has a win over Moreno. Yeah. I think Pantoja might be the second best flyweight in the world right now. And I like Brandon Roy Royval. I think he's very good. He's very talented and all that's great. But at the end of the day, I don't think he's on Pantoja's level. I think this is too much too soon for him. I think give him another couple years of experience and he might be ready for something like that. But I like, this is probably one of my favorite locks of the, the whole card. Pantoja. This one's tough for me. I was all on Pantoja, but I'm kind of have second thoughts on this one, man. I think Roy Val might sneak up and not a chip. Oh, it's tough. I'm going with Pantoja. I'm sticking with it. I, I'm Don't, sticking with my gut. Yeah, this, this sticking is, with uh, the gut. This is the parlay and I'm making, and you're getting, and we're getting good value at Pantoja at like minus 175. Yeah. Uh, next up in the lightweight division, Vink Pichel against Austin Hubbard. Uh, Pichel is 13 and two, stands five foot ten with a 72 inch reach. Austin Thud Hubbard, 13 and five. He stands five foot ten with a 71 inch reach. Yeah. A little bit of age disparity there. 38 yeah. and 29. Yeah. I actually really like Vic Pichel. I I had a really fun time watching him on a season of the Ultimate Fighter. Uh, he was on that season with Ally Quinta and uh and uh uh Chiesa, Michael Chiesa. Mm -hmm. Um he's really good. I believe he lost in the semifinals to uh uh ally quinta ally quinta yeah yep very good but one he only fights about once a year he's not very active he's 38 years old and only has 15 fights that's a little concerning to me give me the guy if it's on a coin flip give me the guy in his 20s and not 38 years old fighting it what are they fighting at 170 they are fighting at 155. Okay, 155. this is 155. Okay, especially at 155, give me the younger fighter here. I'll take Austin Hubbard all day at minus 110. I'm all in on Austin Hubbard too. I like the, oh. I like the activity. One, two, three. Three fights last year. Yep. He's going on his second fight already this year. Oh, he was supposed to fight Natan Levy. Yep. Uh, earlier this year, which we got to see Natan uh, cornering one of their fighters down there. Yeah. All right. So we're both on Vink on Pichel on this one. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Next up. Oh man, I'm not even gonna try to. Trevin Jones against Karak. The alphabet. The, the alphabet. Kakramanov. Kakramanov. Krokmanov. Hakmanov. Trevin Jones, thirteen and six, stands five foot seven with a seventy inch reach. The alphabet guy is eight and two. <laughs> he's from he's from Uzbekistan. Five foot seven doesn't have a reach listed. He is eight and two record. I did say that already. Um, he's actually making his UFC debut against Trevin Jones. Yeah. <clears throat> Late notice. This guy just, I believe, just within the last few days. This is a late notice fight for him. I'm going to take Trevin Jones. He's ready. Uh, he should be on a he should be on a four fight win streak. Knocked out to more Valive 
in the second round uh, that got overturned because of weed. So the weed, really, yeah. Nobody cares about that. So he should be on a four fight win streak right now and two and zero in the UFC. Um, yeah, I like Trevin. I'm with you. Trevin Jones is going to be too much for him. Hey, kid, welcome to the UFC. Now you're going to fight Trevin Jones. Yeah. Um, next up in the heavyweight division, the big boys chase the vanilla gorilla against Parker Porter. Chase Sherman is 15 and seven, stands six foot four with a 78 inch reach. Porter is 11 and six, stands six foot tall with a 75 inch reach. Who you like? Who you like? Who getting knocked out? Oh, I love Chase Sherman in this fight. Ditto. All over. That Ditto. another parlay piece. Chase Sherman knocks him out. Just moved down to Sanford MMA, training with Anthony Rumble love Johnson, it. all those guys. You got to be kidding me. Like, that's a good, Book that's it. a great, that's a great place for him. Book it. Co-main event, Clay Guida against Marco Madsen. Guida is 36 and 20, stands five foot seven with a 70-inch reach. Madsen is 10 and 0, stands five foot eight with a 72-inch reach. Ooh, 10 and 0. 10 and 0. Like Heavy wrestler. The Marco Olympic. Madsen. Elite wrestling, right? Yeah. Guess what? I'm going with Clay Guida. You're going to lose. Yeah, probably. I'm betting with my – I. you know what? I am. I'm self-admittedly betting with my heart on this one. It's all right. I don't, I don't blame care. you. I don't you blame know you. What? Marco Madsen, he I, should win this fight. But guess what? I'm taking Clay Guida. So here's the thing, though. I do think Clay Guida does have a path to victory in this. Like, I'm not trying to be totally delusional, but I might be a little bit. Um, <laughs> Clay Guida never gets tired. No. Never gets tired. No. And Mark Madsen, if Mark Madsen slows down, Guida will catch him in a submission. Dude, he's an Olympic wrestler. I don't you care. You really think he's going to slow down? Uh, we, we don't uh, – just, dude, don't. We've seen Rodolfo Vieira, remember? The black belt hunter got submitted by a white belt because he gassed out. I yeah, mean, but a Brazilian hey, jiu-jitsu no, no, black no, no, belt no, 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 not no, on no. the same hey, conditioning level hey, as an Olympic hey, wrestler. No I'm disrespect my, to my – I'm talking myself into it. You shut your mouth. <laughs> okay, all right. You go ahead, dude. Do your never gets tired. He's been wrestling forever. He trains at Team Alpha Male. He's going to be burping. He's probably going to be bleeding. He's going to be getting slapped in the face before he walks in the cage. I love everything about Clay Guida, and I'm going to pick him until he retires. And he looked really good against Michael Johnson. Boom. This is going on TikTok. <laughs> Tag him. Maybe I can get some. <laughs> Tag it. That's cool. I love Clay Guida. This is a 100% picky with my heart. I'm not betting it. I love Clay Guida. What, a, what about the all heart Mount Rushmore of MMA? Clay Guida. Diego Robbie, Sanchez. Robbie Lawler. Robbie Lawler. Like, Diego? The or is, he the all C, is he the all CTE Mount Rushmore? <laughs> Well, uh, now that he got away, cowboy, 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 cowboy yeah, was cowboy. he? Cowboy, I mean, he's, tough. cowboy. he's tough, but is he, is he as tough as the other guys? I don't know about that. That I don't know about. Um, We'll have to come up with that list. A, all right. Main event time. Hey, for you guys listening, we have some new shirts that are going to drop at the September 18th. Still so They're going to be sick. Wait till you guys see it. Just wait till you guys see them. Um, main event time, we have in the middleweight division, Jared Cannonier, Killer Gorilla against Kevin Gastelum. Cannonier is 13 and 5, stands 5 foot 11 with a 77 and a half inch reach. Gastelum is 17 and 7, stands 5 foot 9 with a 71 and a half inch reach. Who do you like in this one? Who you like? Who you like? I don't like either of them in this one. Really? 
I love Kelvin in this one. I don't like, I love Kelvin. Here's We're the on. thing. Are we on the same page? We're on the same page. All day. As soon so as this I, came out, I'm like, why are we not wait? I mean, why are we not locking this in right now? So here's here's what's really odd to me. And maybe I'm just totally wrong and missing the boat on this. I I don't know. But again, people are like, oh, Kelvin, you know, he lost to Izzy. Okay. You know, he lost to Darren Till in a split decision, which was probably a unanimous decision. That's fine. But Darren Till is pretty good. Like, yeah, pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Um, Jack Romanson, he got caught in a hill hook. Like, he got caught. Like, it happens. Yeah. B.E. and Heinrich look good. He didn't look bad in the Robert Whitaker fight. Robert Whitaker looked incredible, but he didn't look bad. They both are coming off losses against Robert Whitaker. Right. So and Cannoneer look bad. Well, the, Robert Whitaker just looked really good. Here's the thing with, with Kelvin. Kelvin's never been knocked out. And he's eating hard shots. Izzy couldn't knock him out. Whitaker couldn't knock him out. Darren Till couldn't knock him out. Back in, I mean, dude, his first two losses were to Tyron Woodley and Neil Magny at welterweight. And they were both split decisions. And that's when Tyron Woodley was murking everybody. Yeah. You're going to tell me Jared Cannonier is going to be the first one to knock out Kelvin. I got to see it to believe it. And I'm not buying it. I am all in on Kelvin. I love Kelvin in the spot. And I, dude, I, I, I pay attention to Kelvin because I am a fan of his. I like Jared Cannonier, but I do pay attention to Kelvin. He's everything for him is like on a mission for gold. Like he is still chasing that belt. And I don't know if he gets it and he probably doesn't, but I think he's working harder and he's constantly trying to evolve and get better. And that's the most important thing is I still see him making improvements and getting better. Yeah. I don't think he's, some people's like, oh, he peaked in the Izzy fight. That was the best part of his career. He was 29 years old. He's still in the prime of his career. Like, yeah. I yeah, mean, he's only 29. Cannoneer's 37. I mean, he knocked out Bisbing when Bisbing was one fight removed from losing his belt to GSP. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just, I, I like Kelvin and I think people underestimate him constantly and he proves people wrong more that I, I just don't think he should be counted out yet. Here, here's the other thing. You ready for this? Yeah. I'm not convinced that Jared Cannonier is that good. I, I, we are on the same thinking wave patterns on this one. He, I think the, ex the exact same thing. His one really impressive win is he did knock out Jack Hermanson who caught him. And, and that's fine. I mean, it happens. They're fighting at 185 pounds. Cannonier used to fight at heavyweight. So he obviously carries a lot of power and he caught him. He got mopped up by Whitaker. Cannonier got mopped up by Whitaker. Oh, it was, that was an embarrassment. Um, I mean, he beat Anderson who broke his leg, tore his ACL, you know, throwing kicks or whatever. And then it's like David branch lost to Reyes, Jan Blackwoods. I mean, they're not bad losses, but they weren't even, I mean, lost to Glover to Shara. It's like, I mean, dude, your two, your two best wins are Jack Hermanson and Ian Kutalaba. Yeah. I think Kelvin's better than that. And he's been in there with better people and he's beaten better people. I agree. I think so, Kelvin gets it done. I think Gastelum gets it done. I am with you. I am taking the dog money and I'm going to cash it tomorrow night. 
Just saying. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, we have, uh, what else do we have tonight? Oh, we have Bellator tonight. We have, um, not that I really care about Czech Congo and Sergey Karitanov, but who else is on that card? That's a fun fight, though. Logan Storley's on the card. Man, who else is on this card? Oh, Matt, uh, that Mike Hamill kid's back on the card. Eh, I'll still watch it. Starts at 4.30. I'll watch it. I'm in. Um, I'll be driving to Idaho. We're going to see my sister in Rexburg for the weekend. Oh, that'll be fun. Nice weekend up yeah. in Idaho. Yeah, go up to Rexburg. Go, go nice check weekend. out their place. I'm going to go to the fair up there. Ooh. It'll be fun for the kids. It will be fun for the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. I guess that's it, right, for this no, one? that's not it. No. Oh, you so got DraftKings. DraftKings, yeah. baby. I got my official bets. I'm going round three starts in the night Chirant fight or the over two and a half. Okay. Let me write this down. Round three starts. I only did. I only, and that was one unit. I only did one unit on Austin Hubbard. I'm thinking about throwing another one on there though. Okay. I don't hate Um, it. The clay Guida over. I do think, I think Madsen probably wins by decision, but I, I don't think he finishes Guida. Okay. Two like units it. on two units on Kelvin. Kelvin. The this parlay. is official picks. Yeah, the parlay. Here's the parlay. Sherman, Pantoja, Kelleher. Sherman. Pantoja. Kelleher. I believe that's yeah. like plus like 270. It's pretty good. I don't I don't hate it. Like 10 bucks would be like 27, 20. Yeah, I don't. I don't hate it. What about putting Malecki on there? Uh, I'm not going to put her on there just because I think I don't know enough about Nunez and Malecki isn't super active. I feel good yeah. about hers, but I'm I'm definitely not putting her in a two unit parlay. That's for sure. <clears throat> Being on the conservative side, Jason, we're trying to just make money here. We're not Come gambling. On. We're making money, dog. Bruh, bruh. Um, you know what? You and you and Jeff Morales can go ahead and throw crazy stuff around because he's got the craziest Mount Rushmore of all time. Um, I do like, are you, I do like the, I like the plus money. Oh, round three starts in the William Knight and Fabio Chirot, right? I do like that at plus money. I do like that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, DraftKings. You ready? This all fits in the budget perfectly. As our boy Trent with Book at Sports would say, this is a surgical, put this together surgically. Charant is the cheapest guy on there. Okay. Only $6,800. All right. Another good dog. Kelvin is only $7,500. Okay. So that allows Malecki, that allows our, our, our parlay pieces to all fit in. Okay. Malecki and then Pantoja, Kelleher, Sherman. I like it. Sure. Writing them down. I like it. That's a good lineup. That's a really good lineup. I mean, I think the value of Sharon and Gaslam, and then I, I, I really think those other four win. So I'm, I'm loving that. This is a good lineup to, to cash some DraftKings. Let's cash it, baby. Cash. 
cash that check. Can I? Okay, we got eight minutes before we got my boy Mason coming on. So I've been doing a lot of thinking again about our one of the favorite topics of fighter pay. Fighter pay, yay! Let's. I have a different. I have a new aspect of it too. What? You ready for this? Yep. So you work. You have a boss, right? Yeah. Your job harder than it should be sometimes. Yeah. Right. Do you ever go, do you ever go, you know what? I'm not working anymore because you don't pay me enough. No, because I got to pay my bills. You make too much money. I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to fight for this much. Here's the thing that drives me. Here's the other thing I, I was thinking about. I was like, bro, you signed a contract. Well, it's, it's not, it's not like you signed. It's not like you signed a four or five contract with, with your, your pay scale laid out and you're overperforming. And now you're like two fights into it with two knockouts. And you're like, no, we should be getting paid more. No, yeah. we should be getting paid more. Dude, it doesn't work that way here. Here, here's the thing they want their, they want their cake and eat it too. What's the goal? Is the goal to be the best or make the most money? Because if it's, if, if it's to make the most money, go to Bellator. Try yeah. and get in the PFL. Go to 1FC. Go somewhere that you think will pay you more money or you can get more for sponsors than the Venom deal or whatever. Don't sign the contract. Nobody made you sign that contract. Yeah. I mean, you know what you're getting paid going in, so... I, I don't understand That's, why that was like, that was like this new thing I was thinking about it the other night. And I'm like, I don't, well, under, been- I don't understand this of like, uh, cause I'm guessing they're like, Oh, I got this UFC contract and it says I'm going to make this. And they're so excited. And then they get like three fights into a six fight deal or whatever. And they're like, oh, you know what? I'm not getting paid enough. It's like, but like three fights ago, they were really happy to sign that contract. Well, because they're seeing all these things, you know, oh, the NFL gets 50% and we only get 16. And it's like, NFL has oh. been around for what, 80 years? I say this if those people that are complaining about fighters get more pay, start your own promotion. Go start your own promotion and pay them more. If you think you can do it, if you think you can raise the money, if you think you can Go. get the sponsors, if you think you can build the UFC PIs, and if you think you can build the fights, do it do, and pay him more. Do this. Do it. Do what Sean O'Malley's doing. Yes. Sean's going, it's, I'm not getting paid enough. He's like, no, I'm not fighting those guys. You want me to fight? I'm, fi- I'm fighting guys I know I can beat. That's the thing. It's like, okay, they're not getting paid. You can say it's unfair and they, they should get paid more. And we agree. Okay, we, we do think they we should were, get paid more. We are all for fighters all getting paid more. Get, get paid more. But I think as there's more to the story. They are giving you a platform. You're an independent contractor. They're giving you the platform to look at Conor McGregor. He's what? He's the highest paid athlete right now, isn't he? In the world. In the world right now because of the UFC. Because of the platform the UFC gave because him. Because of the the platform the UFC has given him. He is the highest paid athlete in the world. So that's what John Jones's problem is, right? He wants more money, but he's not willing to go out and market and, and do anything. To that's the thing. Money. It's like you have to be marketable. You want more money? be marketable. He's never, he's never been marketable. Nope. I mean, he's, he's a talent. Don't get me wrong, but this is a, this is a, this is a business. This is a, well, he was marketable is, before he hit a pregnant lady and ran off because well, Nike is, is sponsoring him. 
And what is, and is UFC, is it, is it, it's MMA, right? But it's entertainment, right? You have to be able to entertain people to put butts in the seat. Yeah. It's, it's, I know it's for thought, little food for thought. How would you feel if, if somebody, if you paid somebody to do a job, if you paid somebody to do a job for you, it was harder than they thought it would be. And they realized that you had more money in your pocket. And they said, I'm not doing the job anymore until you give me more money because you can afford it. But they don't know your other bills. They don't know your bills. They don't know anything else. But you, so, you know, you have somebody to come say, say you have a million dollars. You're a millionaire and you hire a landscaper and a landscaper needs the work. And he says, I'll do, I'll do your whole yard for $5,000. And you go, yeah, he goes, okay, that you, you guys were both happy. But then he later found out that you had a million dollars and halfway through putting in the yard goes, I want another like $10,000. You could afford it. Don't work that way, dude. Yeah. Caroline, large business equal large expensive. You, if you notice one thing, look at all the people that are complaining about the fighter pay. Look at all the fighters that are complaining. And I'm not, for the record, we will say it again. They, sh- I think there should be more, but there's more. And it's coming. And it's it's coming. coming. It's going to come. They're they're going to get paid more. This is this is just part of the process. Like it it takes time. How many years did the UFC lose money before they started making money? Seventeen. Yeah. So they've been uh, around for honestly eight years. probably until about Connor showed up. They were. I'll bet you they were in the red till about then as a whole. In the like, and look at what they're doing. And there's a lot of stuff that doesn't get put out there. Sam Alvey says a lot of things that and lets people know that they take oh, care of their fighters. Dude, Sam Alvey said the UFC they rescheduled this fight because it was better for his opponent. And they said, Sorry, we know you went through a camp and everything. And they cut him a check for a couple thousand bucks just, just, dude. just to help. Like, and that's a guy who's on a five, he hasn't won a fight in five fights, he has one draw mm-hmm. and four losses. Look at what they're doing with the UFC PI in in Vegas and in China. Aren't they talking about doing one in Mexico too? Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Now, not only are they they're they're building these facilities, right? They're staffing these facilities too with high they're, level, they're high level, top of the food chain. Like I follow all these trainers. I follow all these the dietitians they have down there. These aren't just just regular guys that just have a certificate. These are high level people that they have to pay. And it's free. You could literally move down to Vegas and live at the freaking PI center and train there every day if you wanted to, if that was your goal. So I, I yeah, I, you don't see anybody. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, we got to go on this other podcast. I know. Yep. I mean, just a little food for thought yeah, for the week. Caroline. Yeah. They purchased the land in Mexico. There you go. Thanks, Caroline. That's huge. That is huge. Caroline, thanks for tuning in. Um, all right, should we get out of here? I think I yes. ranted more than you did on that one. Yes, <laughs> but yeah, just, just a little food for thought. All right, we out of here. We're going to jump on with Mason, and then we got Carson at 1.30. We'll see you guys. We out. I will.